curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal, Olivia. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. Mm-hmm. We finally got to the fireworks factory, Sheldon. Well, I mean, it, it took a while. We talked about it at the end of last episode that, you know, business was about to pick up. And here we are. Episode 16 of season 39 of The Challenge, Battle for a New Champion, a.k.a. episode 276 of this, the You Killed It podcast. There's a lot going on. Do you hear that sigh? <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, I'm going to get slightly nerdy and granular here. I was interested that this episode opened up entirely differently. Okay. It had like not even a previously on the challenge. It just sort of had a like recap of like TJ saying things. I'm not describing this well, but it was a different opening. I was like, why would they change this 16 episodes into this show? What is happening on the show? I would love to know the behind the scenes of every season of the challenge, but this season in particular I want to know what the producers were thinking of these idiots. I want to know what the producers' plans were. You know, it's hotly debated as to whether or not Johnny Bananas was supposed to be on it. If he pulled out because of Mariah and being allegedly heartbroken, you know, I feel like this season, maybe more than any other season of the challenge, did not go according to plan from a production standpoint. It almost feels like someone came in and they were like, all right, we need to switch things up here because this season isn't working. And then they just tried to like flip it all. And I wouldn't even put it past the producers. And maybe I'm going too far here in putting my producer hat on. But the whole Kylan and Horacio trying to like not tell the house what happened. I wonder if that's producered. And I'm not saying the extent that it went to, but I'm just saying like, hey, we'll just let one of you guys go into the house first just to like see what happens. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I when Kylan explains his plan, <laughs> I was like, but why would you do this? Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't it's literally in my notes. To mm-hmm. what end? Like I don't understand what his goal was. Like okay. So, you Fool everyone into thinking that you're the only one that's back and that you're in a state of confusion. Mm-hmm. You know Horacio is eventually going to arrive. Like, he can't just stand out in the parking lot all night. Mm-hmm. P- like, people are going to be like, oh, Horacio, you're back. What was the competition like? And when he gives a different answer than Kylan, people will just be like, Kylan, why did you do that? And then <laughs> Olivia starts crying because she's devastated that, like, she got saved by Horacio mm-hmm. because Horacio asked Nariz to pick her. Mm-hmm. And then Kylan's like, oh, this didn't go as expected. But like, what did you expect? Like, I, I just don't understand like why any of this. And then like he was, I guess Nariz is like, oh, now we know like who really wants you out. Guys, they all want you out. Like, this isn't like you didn't need to test that theory. Like, I wonder, I thought maybe, or he tried to play it off as if he was going for the, like, ha-ha joke, right? Like, yeah. the ha-ha, gotcha. And it's like, 
no like why would you think this would be like a haha joke type thing like this was obviously a massive this point of this of the game right obviously that vote and the especially the way that it went down or the, not the vote but you know what i mean the deliberation the way that that went down obviously was super chaotic right and so the ramifications of how it went down in terms of all three of them going in people having no idea like the stakes were super high so if you thought that coming whoever came back into the house wouldn't be a massive deal and not really a joking matter like i don't know that's why i think it could have been producered because yeah i could see like kylan isn't that good of an actor or like a character on the show to try to do the bit like that seems more of like a johnny bananas or maybe like i'm trying to think who else would try to pull off a bit like that where it's like ah hey i'm here um i don't know but it was just really weird and also like further to that point Kylan isn't the good enough character to sell it. And Horacio actually coming back into the house also isn't the actor enough to like come no. in and make a joke of it. Like, boo, gotcha. Hey guys, I'm here. Hey, you know what I mean? Like none of it really made sense. Yeah. And like, so we are as longtime listeners know a bit behind our, our recording. Obviously we're catching up doing two episodes within three days of each other. We're getting there folks. But I like I saw the reaction to this scene because like I follow the challenge on Instagram and people are like oh my god Kylan deserves an Emmy and I like so out of context seeing this scene play out on social media I was like oh like he must have made some like smart strategic play mm -hmm. and then like as I saw it unfold actually watching I'm like this is just dumb like this is just like. I don't know, doing something for kicks, but then he doesn't even enjoy it. I mean, I will say Kylan has admitted, acknowledged that he's not the best at reading people or understanding what their reactions are going to be. So maybe he just like really didn't anticipate how this was going to go. But like, it's, it was, I was just like, huh, I have a, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Is Olivia's, do you think Olivia's reaction is genuine or she was like playing it up? for the cameras i think uh Cause, cause it was a about, lot it was a lot it was we're going to talk about olivia a lot this episode for sure this is why i'm asking this question right now uh, at I, this moment when it was happening like well because i was like i think okay, i think I it was it, real but, okay so to answer your question directly i think it was real i i think um throughout this episode i think all of olivia's emotions are real I think she's being genuine throughout this episode. How about okay. that? Okay. I'll take that. The other thing that I guess we need to talk about Berna. is Berna. So Berna saying how sad she is that Horacio and uh, Kylan had to go in and <laughs> send their friend home, Zara, Zaza. And Kylan, I think, correctly says, well, if you're sad about it, you can make different decisions next time. A little cold, but man's not wrong. Facts. Truth hurts. And she's like, now is not the time to say that. He's like, no, I can talk about whatever I want whenever I want. And like, I was like, yeah, yeah. 
I'm not going to lie to you. The actual recording time as we're doing this is the day after the Super Bowl. In fact, the morning after the Super Bowl. So I'm probably like, I don't know, eight hours removed from like, and and I mean reliving this because obviously I stayed up and watched a whole bunch of stuff. But anyways, my whole point in bringing this all up is I'm a little emotional in this moment. And so I'm going to stop myself with this elaborate lead up. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm using this elaborate lead up to stop myself from ranting further. But what I will say, what I will allow myself to say is that this was another reminder of one of the beefs that I have with this era or generation of society. Right. People are allowed to say whatever they want and people mm-hmm. are allowed to react to that. You don't get to decide how someone else reacts no. to whatever you say. That's just the real world. And as adults, you have to adjust to that accordingly. And we've kind of lost the sauce on that, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, Bernick, you can say whatever you want, and Kylan can react. And as an adult, you don't say, well, you don't get to say that to him. Of course he does. Like, you don't get to tell him how, what he reacts to or how he says that to you. And he was polite. It's not like he, like, went at her angry. Like, no. this whole, like, oh, but, but hold on. Like, we don't get to talk about that right now. Why not? Yeah. In fact, this like I'm going to give a peek be- behind the curtain here to something. And I don't even know if I've ever told this story like into a microphone, but go if we go like way back, like I've been in the industry that I'm in for over, um, almost two decades. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point I was getting let go from a job. I'm, I'm tiptoeing around how I say this, obviously. And I remember, and and like, listen, for the kids out there doing creative work or doing like whatever industry, right? I, I had a, a, a older person that worked with me back in the day that always used to say, it's all right, don't worry about it, but eventually you got to walk the plank. Like if you're going to work in this industry for a long enough time, there's a chance, your chances of walking the plank, it's going to just happen at some point. Now that hit me a little hard because what's really going on right now at in real life is story for another day, but stay with me. We're in the room and uh, dude's like, I remember I asked the question and I was like, wait, so why is this happening right now? Like what's going on? And the other person sitting across from me goes, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should get into this right now. And I'm like, what do you mean we shouldn't get into this right now? Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the exact moment to be getting into this. Like, what do you mean? But I'm bringing this all up to say people's reactions to things. And like, just because you're trying to manage your own feelings and be like, well, I don't think that we should talk about this right now. Cause it's very tough moment for me. And it's like, okay, but like you're making the decision you're deciding in Bernice case to insert yourself into this and tell everyone how upset you are about what happened when you played a role in why it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. What? You know, I, man, I'm also going to have to dance around this. I'm going to make an allusion to something, to uh, a story that you're aware of. I had a major friendship and about two years ago, Sheldon knows what I'm referring to. And one thing I kept hearing is the other party feels super guilty about it. And something I've learned is that guilt is a selfish emotion because it means you're taking someone else's pain Mm. and making it about you. 
-hmm. typically because you did something that hurt them. We see a lot of that in this episode. <laughs> and we, we see it with a little bit with Olivia in, well, throughout the episode, but with Berna right now. And like when Kylan calls her out, and as you said, very calmly, very like, he, he even says at one point, he's like, I'm not raising my voice and I'm not swearing. Yeah. And he, he's right. Mm -hmm. He is right. And then this leads to Berna and Emmanuel having an emotional conversation about how she's not close with her mom, that she had a traumatic childhood. I am sorry that Berna had a traumatic childhood. And I'm going to say, I'm not sure if it's, if you had a bad childhood, you also don't have to deal with the people anymore that were instrumental in your trauma. Like you, you can't like, I know everyone wants to have a healthy, happy family, but if you didn't, it's okay to move on. Like you can create your own family. You can have your chosen family. Mm -hmm. And Again, I feel for Berna that she's had this bad childhood. But that doesn't, like, they're not as connected. Like, her decision-making isn't as connected to her bad childhood as she's making it out to be, right? Like, it's not like, Kylan told me off, so I'm going to talk about my bad childhood. No, you should take responsibility for your actions. And when you get out of the challenge house start pursuing healing from your traumatic childhood. Like this is, this is but how well-adjusted people move through this world is they well, are responsible for the behavior. Yeah. We just had a whole long, like roundabout way of just saying accountability is lost yeah. in this era. Accountability rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, what did you make of this daily challenge? I got to say, I didn't understand it until like it was done. I was like, okay, so they have to rappel down. Yes. And then what? And it's like, the who gets the lowest? <laughs> and then James fell and everyone's mad at James. And I'm like, but didn't they say that you can fall? Like, I was so confused. I This might be the weakest daily competition that we've seen this season. I was, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't I into it. Like, I'm actually going to ask a real question. Did they like fire producers midway through this season <laughs> and just bring in a whole bunch of new people? And they're like, all right, let's have a meeting. We got to come up with some brand new challenges. And they're like, okay, I got it. What, wait, what equipment do we have? And they're like, yeah. doing, like they're going what do we it. already have in Croatia? <laughs> like, let's. Okay. So they're going to repel over water and that's it. If you get the lowest, Without touching the water, you win. But if you fall, you're disqualified. But if you were on there for longer than the other person, you win. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was very weird. I also, I got to, so in the confessionals, like as they're explaining it, Emmanuel thinks that if his enemies win, his phrasing, not mine, he'll be the first one to go into elimination. They then have a, a, a confessional with Berna, who says the same thing. And I, I have in my notes here, how dumb are these people? Like, if Horacio or Kylan win, they would save their own people. Mm -hmm. And the people who would, I mean, first of all, let's say, let's just game this out. Let's say Horacio wins. 
His top pick is probably going to be Kyland, who's then probably going to save Norris. Then's probably going to save Olivia, who I guess would save Michelle or Jay. I think maybe. I don't. I don't even know. And then, like, sure, Emmanuel's right. He'd be in danger. Like, I'm not going to say, it, but like, it's not like if he goes in, it's going to be because one of his allies chose someone else over him. Exactly. Right. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. if they could. Like the weak link is was always going to be Olivia, but like if they could, if if Kylan and Horacio had their choice, they would put in Jay. Yeah, like that's their number one target. Like there's no like Emmanuel. You're not the number one target here. You're not even like top three targets, I'd say. But also like the way that the house is structured, right? There's no like direct long line to be able to figure out who's going to be. At the end, if Horacio or um, if Horacio or Kylan won, do you know what I mean? Like they save their people at the beginning, but in terms of who's going to make the decision of like who's going to be in the bottom three, there's way too many people involved. Once it gets past, as you just listed, right? Once it gets past Norris, right? There's mm-hmm. way too many people involved for you to be able to to even make sure that Jay's in the bottom three. To be honest. Yeah, right? like Olivia and uh, Berna in particular, to a lesser extent, Colleen mm-hmm. and maybe Michelle are real wild cards. Well, hold on. Beyond them, like, okay, so, okay, we know that Ed goes home, right? But like, we'll mm-hmm. we'll go back and touch on that. But I'm saying, so once it gets past that, as you mentioned, Olivia, Colleen, Berna, complete wild cards. But even if you brought up. Uh, if you went to uh, what's your name, Mariah and James, mm-hmm. and spoke to them, do you really know which way they're gonna sway? No, because they've just been doing what they like. They save each other, and then they do what they're told. Yeah, so so that's what I mean, right? There's so much in the wind, and like, because you like, and also I don't think I don't think that if the roles were reversed, do you feel like? Uh, Kyland and Horacio would put Michelle in the same position that they put Narice in. Meaning like Michelle's in a spot where she has to choose between, I don't know who she thinks her number one. Oh, I forgot about Corey. Corey's still around too, right? Like that's another yeah. added person that like would save Michelle, but probably wouldn't save Jay. Like there's, there's too many wild cards involved. So like for uh, what's his name? the vampire dude to like come up with this. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. My other thing though, going back to, uh, sorry, did you have more on this? We'll get to the snake. We'll skate to the snake draft, right? We'll get there. But going back to the actual like, uh, challenge, the daily challenge, here's what I don't get. And this goes back to how dumb and I can't believe I just copied you in saying that. I, I've refrained from calling these people not smart during this whole time. But on prior seasons of the challenge, and correct me if I'm wrong, because as mentioned, I didn't really understand the rules of this game. But if someone falls and they're disqualified, right? And you know that the person that comes in last immediately goes home. Immediately. Why would you even come close to falling off like if you just sit in the middle and you lose but you don't win 
Like what, why would you, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Ed even says, do I have the rules wrong? No, you have the rules correct. So once James falls, if no one else falls, he's out. Then it's whoever is up the longest. And Ed says, because he falls, he's like, man, he's like, if I just like walked off the platform, then like I'm good. Like I don't, I don't have to go down at all. And he's right because in any scenario, I think Ed is safe. Mm-hmm. So like once you see James go, like unless you're Horacio, who is in the group with James, unless you're Horacio, Kyland, or Norris, it's kind of not critical to win. Yeah, like, you don't have to push it. Is my point. Yeah. We've seen challenges like this before through our years and years of watching the challenge where it's like, okay, well, the person who comes in last, okay, that person came in last. All right, I'm essentially throwing this and just making sure I don't fall off. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're, like, I don't know who my MVP is of this episode, but definitely Ed went from me thinking he's one of the smartest people in the house. And then and he might win. And that he might win, but also last week, like we had the question talking about, is he just playing dumb and he's really smart? Because he remember we were talking about this when he had the vote, and then all of a sudden he goes back to the same side of the house that just showed him that they were putting him at the bottom of their alliance, right? And then now all of a sudden, no, maybe he actually is dumb. Like that's yeah. my only conclusion left because remember how this went down. It's like he got his karma here. Remember how this went down. They had the vote where the his own side of the house has to make votes and they showed him that he was last and they picked Emmanuel to stay over him. And then what does he do right after when he wins? Oh, cool. I'm going to rock with you guys again. Like that made no sense. And then now here, if you just don't fall, you stay in the game. And what do you do? You fall. Brutal. Uh, so Horacio and Jay, it comes down to them. They are apparently only seconds apart. Mm-hmm. But Jay, who has a lot of experience with rock climbing and rappelling, wins, which is uh, so annoying. Yep. And so then we spend, I don't know, the next two or three days in the house, everyone trying to figure out who, like, who Jay's going to pick comes down to either Michelle or Emmanuel. And so it's all just like running scenarios. Like, well, if I pick you, who are you going to pick? And then I'm going to pick and then just like mm-hmm. going through all the possible snakes. But what it really means is that Michelle and Jay realize that they have too many allies, that they're yeah. trying to save too many people. And that the scenario that they want of putting in uh, Kyland and Horacio against someone they dislike is impossible because it's only Kyland and Horacio that they want gone. Yeah. So it all becomes a question of like, well, who's the odd person at? Like who, and like, how can we create a, like a chain Mm -hmm. where that'll happen? And the fact that it came down to them in their mind that it's, Narice is kind of insane to me. Yeah. Like the way that this gameplay is happening. Let's break down the snake. Let's break down the snake. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, no. Let's do this first. Because my question here is, is there a world in which they could have gotten someone else down there against Kylan and Horacio? And they don't want to do it. But also the fact that you think your alliance 
is like 10 people. And of course I'm exaggerating the numbers, but like everybody, but two people at this stage of the game is pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Like you got to know that you can accept the fact that, Hey, Manuel, sorry, man, you, you're going to, you're the pawn here. You're going into the elimination against them. And I know not a pawn because you could lose and go home. Literally there's no pawns, but do you know what I mean? Like, sorry, you're like, you're just at the bottom of it. There's no way that you're in a house with someone like Norris, who is your friend in real life. And there's still like 12 people in the house. And you're like, yeah, John, you're my boy, but you're in the bottom three going into the elimination when I get to choose who goes into the elimination. That's insane. Just because this person's a number, that makes absolutely no sense to me. They all play so messy. Like it's it's such a bad season for this very reason. And at one point during all these like back and forth, Jay and Michelle get really heated with each other. Mm-hmm. And Jay says, Olivia gave them the green light to put Horacio in, referring to a conversation from like six episodes ago, which in real time would be like, 10 days earlier like it's so it's all so messy um michelle says in confessional like she lists off all the people she wants to save and it's literally 80 percent of the house like just such a mess you you know do you think they realize that they the final isn't run with like 85 people possibly not (laughs) possibly not so, again, Narice was warned by her brother not to trust Olivia. Mm-hmm. And Narice keeps saying, well, you know what? I'm going to act with honor. I'm going to trust her. I'm going to respect her. And if she does betray me, well, then I'll be able to say I did everything I could, which I respect. I just want to give Narice her proper due here because... As I've grown up, as I feel like I've matured, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my life is I can't control what other people do. I can only control what I do. And I respect the fact that for Norris, she's just like, you know what? I have this information here and I'll take that into account and I'll kind of watch accordingly and, and maybe adjust accordingly. But at the end of the day, I can't control what she does. I can just control my karma and what I do and the energy that I put out towards her, which as we saw last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, was saving her, right? was literally saving Olivia, keeping her from not going into the elimination. And so that's all you can do. And then at the other end, if whatever, however it plays out, well, that's on you, Olivia. And you know what? This is on Olivia. This is 100% on Olivia. So let's run down what happens. Mm-hmm. Jay picks Michelle, which it's, it's crazy that he was even debating picking Emmanuel over Michelle. Yeah. Or over Norris as well. As Don't forget, Jay, Michelle, and Norris are the three surviving members of Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's crazy that it never entered his mind. It speaks volumes that it never entered his mind to save Norris first. Yeah. Um, so Michelle saves Olivia and Olivia saves Mariah. Could I ask you something? When yeah. Michelle when Michelle picks Olivia that early, did that send off radars for you? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause me too. Cause I was kind of like, Oh, okay. And then, and then as she saves Mariah, I'm thinking, hold on, does this even make sense? And one thing they haven't done well this season, but obviously it was needed here was a flashback to the conversation that they had. And that were, that is where I was watching it. And my heart sank a little because I just didn't understand what was going on. I was just very confused by Olivia's decision. Like, I still don't understand Olivia's decision. Like, what's the logic behind it? I don't really get it. So this is where we talk about Olivia. Mm -hmm. Olivia has been a head case all season. Mm -hmm. Like, Olivia has, like, the whole time that she was, like, not trusting Horacio... The whole time, like, she has been sort of a mess. And I, this sounds, I'm coming at this from a very judgmental place and tone. I mean this, like, sincerely and, like, a place of concern. Like, she is not thinking straight. Like, she does not have a clear head. And it's, like, actually sad to see. Like, she, I, I mean, we've already discussed this. She and Norris in real life now hate each other. I don't know where she stands with Horacio. Okay. But like this had at least this ended at least one friendship for her in real life. And like this is her inability to think straight, her sort of need to be reassured from anyone who would give it to her, her sort of weak mindedness. And like she's, I think she's in a bad place mentally. Like we've seen it play out all season, and it like all culminates in this moment where she blows it. Like she blows it so badly. Here's the thing again, right? Going back to what we were talking about, there's so many people still left in the house that I don't understand how them putting her at that position to be like, hey, if you don't, if you don't choose Mariah then you're going to be the one that's in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I don't understand. Cause if you're Olivia, you're going to trust in the fact that they're going to put, if you're Jay and Michelle side of the house, you're going to work that hard to put Olivia and Norris in the bottom three. And then only one of, cause if she doesn't get picked there and let's say they don't pick her at some point, somebody right near the bottom, whoever is the last pick, right? When there's four people left, whomever that is, they would then have to choose between Olivia, Horacio, Norris, and Kylan, right? Mm -hmm. Why on earth would one of those people not pick Olivia? She doesn't have to do the dirty work. Like what is the scenario in which someone gets picked, right? Like Jay and them control that whole side of the house. So, Am I am I messing this up? Is there something I'm saying that's incorrect gonna, here? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step further. So Michelle picks Olivia, mm-hmm. and Olivia says in confessional, her whole mind was just like, "I gotta stay safe. I gotta stay safe. I gotta stay safe." As soon as Michelle says Olivia's name, she is safe. <laughs> yeah. What is to what is there to prevent her? Yes, exactly. From doing what Narice expects and saving Narice. 
yeah. then saves Horacio, who then saves Kyland, who then I don't know who he'd save. He might pick he he might have saved Mariah. Like I don't think Kyland has any particular issues with Mariah, but like so then all you and all your friends are safe. And yeah. at least one of Jay and Michelle's allies are going home. But you know, in the reality, like, why not just screw them? But it would also end up just being like at the end of the day, Jay and Michelle would be mad. But in reality, who's it gonna be at the bottom, anyways? It'll end up being like either Berna or uh what's her name? Colleen yeah. or uh Corey. Do you know what I mean? like there's so many people or Emmanuel? Like there's so many just random people <laughs> that it would end up being. It literally made no sense. And again, if they don't pick her there, if she just says, no, I'm not doing this. Don't pick me that early and put me in that position. And then this all plays out, right? Mm -hmm. And even this plan by Jay and Michelle doesn't make sense to me either. No. Right? Because it's such a huge risk for no reward. Because again, if they just continue picking their whole side of the house, eventually it's going to come down to one person that's on their side of the house. And then Olivia, Narice, Horacio, and uh, Kyland. Mm -hmm. So if they pick the one person left who's on their side of the house, I don't understand. Like, I'm there's got to be something I'm missing here. And I know our, our people will write in and tell me that there's something I'm missing here, but I just don't understand what happened. I'm just very confused. So we've got my line of the episode. All right. Narice says, to she's really speaking to Olivia, but she said she's saying it to Jay as well. When you watch it back, I hope you feel so good about yourself. <laughs> Ooh. Bars. Oh my word. And then I mean, runner up. I like this. Kylan says to TJ, this group right here, they lack creativity. And he takes off his shirt and he's got his like competition <laughs> shirt on and he goes, You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Yeah. A little bit of a written rap. Still like it. Love it. The other part is that after when Olivia and Narice are having their conversation and Narice is so calm and cool. And I guess you can be that calm and cool when you know you're right. And you yeah. know, you've been sitting on this, like, um, this ace of spades. I don't know what the right terminology is here, but, um, when she sits down with Olivia and she's like, you know, I got a call weeks ago from my brother who told me that I shouldn't trust you. And I said, nah, I didn't think so. I was just going to, you know, play it all out. He told me you were fake <laughs> and told me that I shouldn't trust you. And this is what happened. And at that point, what can Olivia say? The look yeah. on her face in that moment, right? Like, you know, the, the famous Simpsons quote, the Simpsons scene where they're like, pause the video right there and you can see the exact <laughs> moment that ralph's heart was shattered or i forget yeah. the line i'm butchering the line but you know what i'm talking about yeah you could see the exact moment where olivia's like oh wow i'm screwed. yeah like i'm yeah. a loser I'm, I'm i'm a terrible terrible person forget about the game i'm a terrible person because I mean, the Olivia stuff that he's says, actually talking about is we don't even know what he's talking about really no no so what I found interesting was she did not deny it. 
<laughs> right? Like she's like, yeah, my brother told me all this, that you've been saying all this stuff behind my back. And Olivia wasn't like, what? I would never. <laughs> like she's like, mm, true. <laughs> um, Olivia says uh, in confessional, she was just waiting for me to fail her. And that is the worst feeling ever. You did fail her. You did fail her, Olivia. Um, so we go to the final elimination. It's not the final. We go to the elimination. And TJ announces, last time two people got to survive. This time two people will be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Horacio and Kylan zoom past Maurice uh, in the first leg. Just fly past her. Um and they, the two guys, go to a station where they have to do tangrams, those puzzles where you got to make on, it hold on, hold on, hold on. Should we announce, like, the big thing is off the front end, the announcement that this is different than the last elimination that Kylan and Horacio were in, in terms of only the winner stays, the two yeah. losers go home, which yeah, is yeah. a huge, massive twist off the front end because that caught me off guard, right? Because we're thinking, oh, yeah, we saw how this went last week. But it's like, no, no, like, this is only about the winner. And if you remember what happened last week, it was Kylan and Horacio kind of working together to beat Zaza, right? Like knowing yeah. that they needed each other in the house. You couldn't do that this time around. Yeah, couldn't do it this time around. It definitely changed the uh, the dynamic. So uh, Hi- uh, Horacio and Kylan, I almost called them Highland. Um <laughs> Go and do a station where there's like tangrams, like that puzzle where you have to take shapes and make them into sort of a duck. Whereas Nerese goes and she has to put together 39 lengths of chain. She finishes her checkpoint first and then makes her way on to doing the tangram. At the same time, she gets the tangram first. She beats them. (laughs) So she has two flags. Horacio gives up on doing the puzzle mm-hmm. to go do the other stations and actually catches up to Narice. What yeah. did you think of all this? I mean, great so, turn by Narice. This is, again, just the beauty of the challenge, right? And as much of the complaints that we can have, it's kind of like the Super Bowl last night, right? People, I'm sure, around the world watching were probably thinking, this is a boring game. Nothing's happening. Nobody's scoring. And then, boom, you end up in overtime and everyone's hooked, right? Yeah. It's the it's the ultimate, like, you can get mad about no scoring, but then at the end of the game, it's close, and now everybody wins, and it's the best Super Bowl ever. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because clearly I'm a Niners fan. But what I'm saying is, in the challenge, you we're saying this season sucks, these guys suck, blah, 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 all this, but when you get into the elimination, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of what's going on here, it's amazing entertainment. Oh, yeah. Because no matter what, the ultimate equalizer in these eliminations is that there's puzzles mixed in with like whatever the strength portion of it or the physical portion of it. And that's the ultimate equalizer. Because I'm pretty sure most people would have assumed, oh, well, Narice has no chance. She's obviously going to be the one of them going home. Like this is going to be between Kylan and Horacio. And nah, not quite. And it makes you wonder about last week. And if Zaza had just went in a different order, is she still in this game? Right? So mm-hmm. it's just super interesting. And I mean, the decision by Horacio to just give up 
I think was actually like a smart move, like a very smart move that not a lot of people make in that moment to realize, no, 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 I just got to keep going here because I'm falling too far behind. And he almost came back. But credit where credit's due. Norris, she's a beast. Here's the thing as well about Horacio's strategy, although admittedly it did not pay off, but still like I think worthwhile noting. A puzzle like that, you can like think about it as you do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm not saying actively think about it, but like the back of your brain's still gonna work at it. And like getting fresh eyes is also powerful. Booms. So, you know, why not? Why totally not? I agree with you. Totally agree with you, my dude. So eventually, I mean it's it's really nice. Horacio is cheering on Reese as she beats him. <laughs> She, the the final stage is they have to stack three sets of three cans on a little platform and then lift it up uh, at like with a rope and pulley system. And she, it takes her a couple tries, but she gets it. She wins. I also like this. She says, uh, I'm really glad it was me because no one else deserves to beat them. Yeah. I love that. Love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Narice killed it for me this episode. Hell yeah. Just totally with you back to back. Just like everything she did was on point. Yeah. Like just a great showing from Narice. Um, sorry to see Kylan and Horacio go. I know longtime listener Luann Snyder. She wrote in and she says last night's episode shocked emojis. Ed Horacio and Kylan. Narice is now the only likable person left on the show. <laughs> I think even TJ is thinking, dang, now I'm left here with Jay, Michelle, and Berna. Thanks for the commentary, which has made the season tolerable. You know, it's so funny. Corey has made himself more likable by just not being on the show. Yeah. Corey, <laughs> like Corey dipping in to be like, damn, I can't trust Olivia. I was just thinking like, that's a, that's a damning indictment if Corey <laughs> says he can't trust you. It's so true. It's so true. No, I'm with you, man. I, I agree with everything you just said about being the MVP. Just an amazing performance from uh, Norris all the way around. Yeah. And I can't wait to see like the actual, like her walking into the house because they tease it at the end, but we don't see the full thing. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Um. I have to ask you, where can the good people find you on social media? You could find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on IG at Sheldon Alexander. Huge shout to the people liking and following wherever you get the pods. Thank you for listening now. Subscribe, rate us, review us, all that fun stuff. We appreciate that. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and threads at J Chitley Hill. I'm also on Goodreads and Letterboxd if you want to see what I'm reading and watching. And until next episode, this was You Killed It. You killed it.